Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We have made reference in past episodes to a real problem, and that problem is the inability of most people to recognize the source of problems. What I have mentioned in passing is the inability to recognize source. It is a high ability. What is the cause of something, good or bad? What is its source? And this is a very specific and high-level skill and one you must acquire to be effective as an executive or entrepreneur, or you won't really achieve success, but sort of just muck along and get by. You must be able to solve problems. In order to solve problems, you have to be able to identify the source of those problems. Now, this doesn't just apply to businesses or groups, by the way. How about anything? How about an automobile, for example? Is your mechanic going to fix your car if you can't find the correct source of the problem? What happens if you bring your car to a mechanic and he, quote, fixes it, end quote, and a few days later you have the same problem or worse? You can say a lot of things about that mechanic. Many of them would probably only consist of four letters. But one thing you can say for sure is that he did not recognize the actual source of the problem. Same thing with a doctor, fixing a human body. Problems persisting, wrong source. How much of that is going on in the world right now? And these are highly educated people. We're not talking about, you know, dummies here. Anyway, I promised we would do an episode on this one day. And so here we go. First of all, there's a fundamental you should know. And this is from uh, early writings from Mr. Hubbard when he was establishing the fundamental axioms of existence, which are the foundation of all of his research. And one of these axioms read as follows. And I quote, If you want to look this up for yourself, it's in the Book of Basics by Mr. Hubbard. And he says in here, quote, any problem to be a problem must contain a lie. If it were truth, it would unmock. Unmock is U-N-M-O-C-K, which means uh, for Mr. Hubbard to take down or destroy or to make nothing of. So you unmock something, you are basically eliminating it, you're making nothing of it, you're taking it down or you're destroying it. You could unmock a house, for instance, you could just tear it down, that would be unmocked, okay? So the sentence was, any problem to be a problem must contain a lie, if it were truth, it would unmock. And then he goes on to say, quote, an unsolvable problem would have the greatest persistence. He puts unsolvable problem in quotation marks. So he says, an unsolvable problem would have the greatest persistence. It would also contain the greatest number of altered facts. I'll run Hubbard. So you're looking at something and it's a problem. Know something about that problem. There is, there is an untruth. There's an altered fact. There's a lie connected with it, which is why it is persisting. You know, when I was training consultants years ago, I used to tell them that when they are working with a client and trying to find out what the problem is, that they can always rule one thing out. What the client says is a problem is not the problem. If that were the problem, why does he still have it? So know that about a problem. You got a problem. There's some untruth connected with it. There's some alteration of facts. 
has altered facts connected with the problem, which is why it's continuing. You know, you're bringing in your automobile, to use that analogy again, you know, and the problem's still persisting and it's not going away. There's some untruth connected with that. There's something undefined, nailed down. We're associating one thing to be the solution that is not the solution or one thing to be the problem that is not the problem. And that is why it is continuing to persist. Same thing with the body. You know, the problem is persisting. There's an untruth connected with it. There's something wrong. There's some lie connected with that thing, which is why it is persisting. Okay. You'll find that often with people who have tremendous amounts of uh, human emotion and reaction connected with some incident or another that happened in their lives. And uh, they're dwelling on it and they're dwelling on it and they won't let it go and they worry it like a dog on a bone, right? And then when they finally, at some point, learn all the truth about it, and in fact, they're and very, very often it's their own causation involved that maybe they're not looking at or their own responsibility. There's some other untruth connected with it. Uh, the, the incident, whatever it is, uh, ceases to have any real impact on them. It's like, yawn. <sighs> Gone. Okay, let's get on with living. All right. So here we have, you're not going to believe this. This is kind of crazy, but listen to this. So here we have what Mr. Hubbard describes as the most senior organizational policies there are. Can you imagine that? Think of all the things we've covered in almost 100 episodes of Business Wise. And what I'm about to cover here are what he designates as the most senior organizational policies there are. What do you think those might be? Well, you're about to find out. These are covered in an article dated 23 April 1965 entitled, appropriately, Problems. That's the whole title, Problems. And so here we go. And now I quote from Mr. Hubbard, quote, the most senior organizational policies there are follow, colon. Then he numbers them, one to six. One, never, all capital letters, solve the problem any junior presents to you, then all capital letters again, never, 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 never. Okay, so that number one has never written one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times, and uh, they're all capital letters. So one, never solve the problem any junior presents to you. Never, 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 never. All right, that's a lot of nevers. Okay, so a junior, an employee, uh, a junior executive, they bring you a problem. Don't solve that problem. Never. Solve that problem. The problem that is presented to you is not the problem. So don't go about solving that problem. If you do, the real problem is going to go undetected and it will not be resolved. Okay? Sales are down. You know, it's Labor Day weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Sales are down or sales are up or, you know, how many times you get told that, you know, Something's going on in the environment that is influencing your production. Okay, that is not the problem. The environment's never the problem. It's something going on in the business, but that's not what's being presented to you. Or the problem is uh, that the promotion isn't biting. You know, that the, the promotion they're using, uh, you know, this, this company that we've been using for the last couple of years, you know, whatever they're doing is no longer working. And uh, okay, they're saying that's the problem. 
don't act on that problem. It's probably the new receptionist that won't receive phone calls or pass them on. Who knows? But I can tell you what it isn't. It's not what you're being presented, most likely, unless you're really, really lucky and you've got somebody who can spot correct problems, but then they're probably well on their way to handling it. So he says, never solve the problem any junior presents to you. Never, 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 never. Two is number two. Always, all capital letters, investigate for the true cause of the trouble. Always, always, again, capitalized, always, 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 always. So here we have another uh, seven, always, all capitalized, right? So one, never solve the problem any junior presents to you. Never, 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 never. Two, always investigate for the true cause of the trouble. Always, 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 always. You think he's trying to make a point here? You're being presented with a problem, you know right away. That ain't the problem. Okay, I'm not going to act on that. I'm always, 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 always going to investigate for the true cause of the trouble. You know, like, let's take our promotional example. You know, that the promotion isn't biting anymore. Says who? You investigate. You know, you do the surveys, you look at the statistics, you look at how the promotional leads are being handled. I've gone into organizations that have, you know, there's nobody interested, there's nobody involved, and and literally gone into their computers and found dozens and dozens of leads responding to promotion that nobody's even bothering to look at. That's happened way more often than I would like to admit. And organizations, in some cases, that are actually quite well organized in most cases but they're not even checking the leads or, you know, the leads aren't worth looking into, you know, whatever we're getting, you know, they're no, they're no good. Investigate. You know, the leads we get from this particular promotion doesn't work. Really? You know, those leads are not qualified. You know, they're not, they don't have any money. Investigate. You're going to listen to all these problems that are being presented. Investigate. And you'll discover that, you know, no one's ever been trained how to sell or the, or the pitches that they're using are completely weird and nothing to do with the purpose of your organization. You know, somebody developed a whole new pattern or something like that they're going to use in their sales pitches, and that's the true cause of the trouble. You won't know until you investigate personally, okay? So now, number three, solve only the problem you find after very careful investigation of the whole matter and after you've examined all possible causes of the problem. Now, this is really good advice for Mr. Hubbard because uh, we've done a couple of, uh, I think there's a, an episode called Understanding What You Don't Understand, which sort of gives you some fundamentals on how to do an investigation. You might want to re-listen to that one. Don't remember the number of it. But there is actually quite a bit of technology to investigating something to find the true cause. And you yourself might not be that high up on the ability to recognize the source of problems. I mean, be humble enough to acknowledge that you don't always get it right. But you are the boss. It is your business. And you probably have the biggest vested interest and the biggest care factor. So look, you know, investigate. But he says, solve only the problem you find after very careful investigation of the whole matter. So you can make up for perhaps a, an absence of a lot of the technology investigation by just being very careful and being very thorough. So solve only the problem you find after very careful investigation of the whole matter and after you've examined all possible causes of the problem. Good advice. That's number three. Number four, these are the senior most, remember, the most senior organizational policies there are. 
And this is, we've covered three of them. Here's number four. Four, never, all capital letters, never, solve a problem that has already been solved in general policy. Now, here's the interesting thing. I don't know how much policy you have in your organization. You may have written policy, you may have unwritten policy, but policies are things that are forged and created to solve problems. Like we discover that being rude to the customers is not a very smart idea. We lose customers that way. So we now make a policy to be friendly with our customers and to be helpful. Uh, you know, you should write a policy like that, believe it or not. Some people think the right way to deal with a customer is to be rude to them. If you don't think so, why do you have rude people dealing with you when you're trying to deal with a business? Okay. They don't know any better. No policy has ever been established on it. Okay. That policy was written or established to solve a problem. So policies either direct you to do something a certain way or not do something a certain way uh, based on what works and what, do, what doesn't work and, and, and what forwards the expansion of the organization, what doesn't forward the expansion of the organization. So these are policies. And when you run into something that you don't have a policy for, you really don't, write a policy for it or adopt a policy for it. You know, Mr. Hubbard wrote hundreds of policies. You can adopt some of those, right? And that will give you uh, the guidelines to avert future problems or disasters, right? By acting a certain way in a certain circumstance based on policy or not, or refraining from doing something that doesn't work, again, based on certain policies. So once you have investigated thoroughly per step three or per point number three here, and you have found the actual cause, don't solve it if it's already been solved in a, a policy that's already been established, a general policy. In other words, otherwise you're going to get into, you know, Correct this, correct this, correct this. And you have a multitude of things that are basically covering something that's already solved. Just go back to the policies you've already written or that you've already adopted for the organization. Say, you see this problem we're having over here? The problem where, uh, uh, let's go back to our promotion that's no longer quote unquote biting, but that we actually have, you know, leads piling up in the computer or in some basket somewhere. And you you've done your thorough investigation. You find all these leads that have not been looked into and you go, well, sure enough, back, you know, four years ago, we had this problem and we wrote a policy that daily were to empty out the leads basket or, you know, research what's in the computer. And regardless of whether anybody thinks they're good or not, pass them out amongst the salespeople and get them all uh, called up and, uh, and serviced. Okay. We wrote a policy on that. Why? Because we found this problem four years ago. And we found that people were disregarding the leads because they thought they were no good because they were not quote unquote qualified. It's not going to the right area code or some other BS, right? Instead of just, you know, divvying them up amongst the salespeople and having them all contacted. Okay, we have your, we have your uh, response here. You said you wanted more information. I'm here to help you. You might even have a policy on how that pattern is supposed to work. You know, what they're supposed to say. These are already established policies. So don't go ahead and solve that problem again. That was already solved by earlier policy. And this is one very good reason why you need to keep uh, your policies published and kept in uh, sort of master files. And of course, in everybody's job descriptions and hats, you want to keep them all in there so they can be referred to. And if you're using Hubbard management to solve a lot of these problems, as you should, you should have a Hubbard College reference set. Uh, most of the members do. It's part of your model of admin know-how program. Then you can refer them to those policies. Hey, they're already written. You know, they're in here. And so uh, if you don't have a Hubbard College reference set, then you should write me at info at yzstress.org and I'll set you up. But you definitely want to have that because that's going to save you a lot of 
trying to dream up policies of your own. These are policies all written by Mr. Hubbard, and they're, they're made uh, secular so that they are very easy to use in any business setting. That was number four, never solve a problem that has already been solved in general policy. Five, if, all capital letters, if someone thinks the policy is wrong or is itself the source of the problem, then A, he or she must be made to fully read the policy. I wish I had a nickel for every time someone has told me some policy doesn't work. Only to discover that they never have even read it. Uh, never mind duplicated it or understood it. I've had people come to me with all these brilliant ideas. Let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. A lot of times these ideas they come up with are cockamamie. We've already been through this. We already know this doesn't work. Uh, have you read the policy on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check them out on it. Check their understanding of it. I bet they haven't even read it. Oh, you mean that policy? Or you'll find they have some words that they don't understand. The policy never really understood it at all. Check it out. You'd be surprised how often that happens. B, demonstrate what it is supposed to solve. In other words, okay, good. So now you've read the policy. Give me some examples of how you would use this and what kind of circumstances where you would use it and what kind of circumstances you wouldn't use it. Just get them to describe it to you and demonstrate it so that you can see that they really do understand it. And then C, look over the problem he or she thinks the policy is wrong on to find the actual causes of the problem he or she is trying to solve. So they say, well, this policy doesn't work. Uh, we've tried adopting it. Well, let's do a little more investigation in that problem that he or she thinks the policy is wrong on, and we discover that this really isn't the problem. Okay, it is another cause of the problem. Maybe it's, um, you know, at uh, reception where people are calling in with their inquiries uh, there was a policy on routing these directly to a certain person in the organization, the registrar or whatever, and uh, the receptionist never studied that policy, didn't know what to do, just took a message and didn't forward it directly to the registrar, and so the lead was lost, something like that. There's another problem, and there's a policy there to solve that problem, and it's not being adopted, okay, or it's been, uh, it's been altered, or it's not being used. Now, of course, your investigation can show up that there is an absence of policy. So, of course, you're going to draw up a policy. But don't draw up a policy if it was already solved with earlier policies. Okay, and you can see that this is what solves the problem. But then, you know, your employer or whatever doesn't think thinks that the policy is wrong. Well, you probably need to still get down there and investigate to find the actual cause because that's still missing. Okay. All right. So then the last point, he says, the primary aberration in situations that are being mishandled is... Now, remember our doctor analogy. Remember our automotive mechanic analogy, okay? So he's saying the primary aberration in situations that are being mishandled is, because these guys are mishandling the situation, number six. This one's, the whole sentence is in capital letters, not just the word. He says the person is unable to recognize source. The person is unable to recognize source. Source, it is a high ability, okay? The ability to recognize source. To delve into something and find the true source of what's positive about it or what's negative about it. It's not just negative things, not just destructive things. You know, you see a place that's going gangbusters, booming right now. We've had this happen occasionally where uh, a person uh, doesn't recognize their own implementation of uh, for instance, model of admin know-how program or Hubbard management is a true source of their 
uh, expansion and they chalk it up to some uh, wild, you know, new person that just got on the job that is actually maybe trying to deep six, uh, you know, trying to destroy the use of the hover management system maybe. And, you know, and next thing you know, it's like, I don't know why we're using this. And they start dropping out the actual source of it. They, there's a positive thing. I mentioned uh, very often top line executives in the business world who write books on themselves and so forth and their successful actions. Very often they miss some of their most important assets and skills uh, in describing what they do because they don't even recognize the source of their own success in, in many cases, something I've observed over the years. So he says, the primary aberration in situation that are being mishandled is, six, all capital letters, the person is unable to recognize source, end quote. And then he gives an example. He says, example, a person A sees another B drop a wall mirror and break it. A puts in a purchase order specifying thicker glass. B next day drops a chair down steps and A puts in a purchase order, a PO, for new stair carpeting. B, a week later, runs a car into a wall, and A proposes a different design for the wall. If this kept on, and B was never singled out by A or A seniors, then dozens of unusual solutions are entered into the org, short for organization, into the org, not just purchase orders, but policy changes as well. Why? A is below the ability to recognize the causes of its problem. That's it. Not spotting that B is... uh the source of it, and therefore he's coming up with uh, different solutions. Okay? So, uh, there you have it. Senior organizational policies. Never, 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 never. Always, 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 always. Learn to recognize the source of problems, and you will shortly no longer have those problems. Okay? And uh, there's more and more skill connected with that, but this is a very good guideline, these six points. And um, use them. Practice it. You know? Stop solving the problems that aren't really the problems. Find the real source of them. Okay, well, that's it for today. I hope this was useful. A little bit shorter one because the last few we've done are a bit longer. Hope you learned something from it. Please write us at info at yz2s.org and let us know how you're doing with these. And, of course, uh, write your comments. Give us a like if you liked it. All those things um, keep us motivated and doing more of this. So thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.